This is the day which the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries for Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministry. And we have begun a series on relationships in general, specifically single, being single, and also being married, but everything in between, guys, because it's so important to understand what the Bible's saying and how God encourages us in relationship. In fact, Every relationship we have in some way, shape, or form shows us how to have a better relationship with God or what we may be doing that is preventing that relationship from growing. And of course, that is the most important thing, is having a healthy and functional and prosperous relationship with God. Not finances, but just very fulfilling relationship. Now, God has made a way where there was no way before. We are the ones who have to learn this plan and this process, the plan that God has for us to abide in Him and to have fellowship one with another, and we have to grow out of some things. So what we're talking about today is actually in the book of Genesis. If you want to turn there in chapter 4, we're going to the book of Genesis in chapter 4, and we're going to be talking about healthy dynamics of relationship and unhealthy dynamics of relationship, which is so important. You know, in this day and age, we really have not had much experience with good relationships And so we have to learn about these functions and dysfunctions as we go along. Thank you again for joining me. And if you're in the WhatsApp group, you will get the notes. Sometimes I have them before the radio broadcast, sometimes just after. But we're in Genesis chapter 4. And we're talking about the story of Cain and Abel here. Verse 1 of chapter 4. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Now let's pause there because we're going all the way to verse 15 in this foundational section of scripture about relationship dynamics. Now, you may have heard all the variable or various explanations of what's going on here, but we know that the Bible supports that in this situation, it was a heart condition. Now, the mercy and grace of God allowed Cain a time to 
repent. He said, now, you know, if you do well, you'll be and feel accepted or okay in right standing in righteousness with me. But if you don't do what is righteous or right, not only will you sense the rejection, but you will be prey for the predator who is crouched at the door. Sin is there waiting to consume you, but by the power of God, by making the right decisions, by abiding in God, you will rule over this crouching tiger or lion of sin. So there's the junction of decision. And yet we see the refusal of Cain and even the arrogance in his obstinance against God. So when Cain slew him, it says in verse 9, And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? Now God knew where his brother was, because we serve an all-knowing God. But he wanted to give Cain another chance to confess. And he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? You see the cynicism, the sarcasm, the belligerence against the power and ruling authority of God. And we have maybe experienced this ourselves or even been sarcastic with our parents when they asked. Now when you're an adult, you look back, you know they knew that report cards had already come out and they gave you a chance to confess. Maybe even the teacher had called your parents and explained the things you had done in school. Yet you said, what? I, I don't know anything about that. I'll, I'll have to look into it. And you got so creative with your lying and all these deception things. Now, maybe you didn't do that in the context of what I'm talking about, but it's our human nature to slide into this mode. And yet God gave him a chance. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And then, of course, Cain is cursed. God still shows mercy there. Now, look. We're talking about God breaking the chain of sin in our lives. When temptation comes, it tries to connect with the desires in our heart to sin. Cain was upset that his brother's uh, sacrifice or offering was more acceptable than his own, but it was a heart condition. And God, out of his love and commitment to us, is trying to make that right with Cain. But he rejected and he maintained his course to go against God. And we see the consequences of that decision. Well, what we're talking about here is our chain breaker. Because when we make a wrong decision, God is there to help guide us. If you're abiding in him, if you're seeking his face, if you're uh, reading your word and hearing the word, then the conviction of the Holy Spirit will correct you. But we need these chains broken before we can have the possibility of a real relationship and connection. Now, well before we start talking about being single and being married, we need to talk about the breaking up of our heart, of the field of our heart, so that the seed of the Word of God can be sown and grow. Relationships do not happen accidentally. The opportunity may present itself spontaneously. But in order for it to grow, we have to cultivate that relationship. And God wants to cultivate a relationship with us. But first, the grounds of our heart, the hardness of our heart must be broken up by the confrontation and the conviction of God. He tries to break it up so that he can sow seed to turn our stony heart 
into a heart of flesh that is sensitive and responsive to the guidance of God. So before we can think about relationship with others, we need to first have our relationship with God in that right place. Once that is there in the right direction, under construction, in development, then we can consider having other relationships that are the way God has designed them. And so God has shown that he's the chain breaker. Now you remember the demon, the demononic, dem, demonic, uh, wow, the demon possessed man. <laughs> he had a legion uh, of, of demons and the, the, that legion or that group was actually called legion. It was a name given to this cluster of demons. Demoniac, I think is what I was trying to say earlier. Well, God broke those chains from the demoniac because he's a chain breaker. You remember Peter's chains when he was in the dungeon, in prison, in stocks. God was the chain breaker there too. You remember Paul and Silas when they had been beaten and they were in the depths of that dungeon. Well, the Spirit of God broke those chains, essentially opening the doors because they were praising God in the midst of all of that. We serve a chain breaker. Now, maybe you don't have physical chains, but we all have spiritual and emotional chains that need to be broken. Well, God breaks every chain. The chains of consequence, perhaps genealogical chains of consequence, um, chains of your environment or the faulty thinking, the cognitive distortions of our family, of our relatives, or of ourselves. God is the chain breaker. And he will disrupt these cycles of dysfunction before he can build on that particular foundation, the foundation of Jesus Christ. If you have dysfunctional tendencies that we all have, toxic attitudes, and then generational consequences can all be broken by God. Hallelujah. Now, you know, in Psalm 139, 23, let's go there. Can we go there? Psalm, amen. Turn there in your Bibles. You got time. Are you there? Amen. It says, David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting or the right way. David was crying out and giving permission to God to search him, see if there's anything in us. So at first, when we are in a relationship with God through Jesus Christ as God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When we're in that network of development, it's apparent the things we need to stop doing. And God's calling us to start doing the healthy things of discipleship. But even when you're not aware of anything, you give God permission. Lord, search the hidden chambers of my heart. Show me the wickedness that is in me and let's deal with it together. That's being, you know, uh, aggressive or um, active instead of just reactive to this. 
you can look up Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. Do you have that? It says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We're looking through these scriptures as we started in Genesis, the relationship sensation or the chapter 4, where we see the challenge of relationship because of the sinful condition of man. We see God making a distinction between what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. You can't say the devil made me do it because we're all responsible for our own actions. Even if we have a propensity for sin, even if we're born into sin, we have the ability to make choices. So the devil made me do it is not an acceptable excuse or reason. It's just something the world has taught us. Now there are patterns of sin that we just don't see in our lives. We've sinned so much we believe it, like our own lies, we believe it. And we need the Spirit of God to awaken our awareness once again. God will say, like with Cain, don't ignore this. With Cain, he was saying there's something deeper here. That hatred that you have for Abel is going to lead you to a place of sin. You remember how Jesus made it quite clear that if you have hatred for your brother in your heart, you've committed murder. If you have lust in your heart for a woman, you've committed adultery with her already in your heart. God is trying to deal with us in our hearts. And as we're talking about relationships and relationship dynamics, we must first allow God to deal with us in our dysfunction and our consequences that are passed down in our generations. Maybe even the atmosphere or even the excuses that we use. Well, I was just born this way or, well, it's just the way my family is or it's my ethnicity or it's my um, religion or whatever the case may be. We need to cast that all aside and ask God to deal with us in the hidden chambers of our heart that we would seek his face and we would accept his correction. Now, God is about reconciling our hearts and not just winning the argument. And there's things that we have to handle, how to handle conflict. So when we're having challenges with other people, I'm going to give you several things here as time is evaporating, but we have to break these chains and we have to do it scripturally. So again, if you don't have time to write this down. Remember that this broadcast will be available as a podcast if you just search for uh, the name DHL Ministries. You will find this podcast available after it airs on Google, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. Or you can join our WhatsApp group, which I will tell you how to do at the end of this message. Amen. So look up DHL Ministries, but there's eight things here we need to consider and respond to. One, we need to handle conflict quickly. Matthew 5, 24 tells us that. Ephesians 4, 26. We need to handle it face to face. Matthew 13, 15. Matthew 18, 15. I beg your pardon. Face to face. We need to focus on bigger goals. Matthew 18, 15 again. We need to believe in the best from the love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, 15. 
We need to own our own part, Matthew 5.24. We need to explain and not blame from Ephesians 4.2. Explain and not blame. We need to be willing to learn and we need to get help, Matthew 18.16. You see, God wants to break these chains. God wants to teach us the right way, but we have to be in a right state with God first, seeking his face desiring closeness with him and responding to his still small voice. It won't be easy, but with God, all things are possible. On our own, we will reach walls and mountains that we can't go around and we can't climb. But as we seek a right relationship with God, his right way of living, he will help us in all of these things. We have discussed so much in this short time, but this time is supposed to be concentrated time with scripture for you to look up for yourself. Again, you can join the WhatsApp group and I'll tell you how to do that right now. Get your pen ready. You can join the WhatsApp group by calling this number 260-97583. 6324. The number you can call or text to in WhatsApp is 260-97-583-6324. It's so important to receive support. It's so important for you to have the right relationship with God. And if you have not begun that relationship, let's do it now, right now in this moment. We do it through the ABCs. This is just one way of considering where you are and where you want to go in connecting with God. A, admitting you're a sinner. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You want to turn from that. So you admit it first, and then the power of God will help you to turn from those practices of sin. So A is admit. B is believe. Now, believe means to trust and rely and depend upon. The reality that Jesus died for you, he died for me, and he made a way to pay the penalty for our sin that we would be restored with God the Father. And see, confess, get people to help you and notify people who will not help you. So tell everyone you've decided to follow Jesus and you're turning from your old ways. You will receive encouragement and support from some and rejection from others. Surround yourself with like-minded believers. Join us here on Metro FM every Wednesday evening and every Sunday morning, and of course online at DHL Ministries. Join us and grow as we talk about relationships first and foremost with God the Father and then with other people. And we will get into the dynamics of being single and the dynamics of being married. And if you are married, to develop in that if you are looking to be married, how that process goes. Amen? This has been your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries. Continue to uplift Metro FM, their staff, and their relationship with God, and we will talk again soon. Take care, and God bless you all richly.